everyone, welcome to a slightly different version of our See Me podcast, which we are for the first time not recording together, but I'm looking at everyone as tiny little squares on a screen. <laughs> so I have myself, Nick, and joined by Dee, Davy, and Lynn. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hi. Hello, hello. How are you all doing? Yeah, doing all right. It's a bit weird doing it this way, isn't it? It feels a bit strange, but we can <laughs> we can see each other, which is nice. And uh, yeah, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. <laughs> I think what was really weird is like, I can see your faces and I'm looking at them more than I probably would be if we were actually sitting in a room talking. If you kind of sit, don't you, kind of next to each other and it's a bit more kind of chilled out. You don't have to always be looking directly at each other. But now I have four faces right in front of me while I try and chat. <laughs> <laughs> And some people are getting too close to the screen, Nicholas. Yeah, I guess um, visual jokes on a podcast medium don't work so well, do they? But yeah, we can just, just let people know that it was unattractive and it was your face. <laughs> yeah, and I did nothing out of the ordinary. That was just a standard sentence on any given day. Also, Nick is chowing down on a snack and I'm interested as to what that may be. It's a Malteser mini bunny. No, April's around the corner. Seasonal. April's around the corner. April's now. Did you um, bring Easter. enough for the whole class? Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> I did not. Um, cool. So, I guess, yeah, it's been a very unusual time. We've not been together in the office for over two weeks now. So, it's really different for everyone, the kind of situation at the moment as to where they are, where they're spending this time right now. How have you guys been trying to combat isolation. Lynn, what about yourself? I, well, I stream my dance classes now instead, so I was doing one last night and even just doing that and seeing people's comments and like it almost has that sense of routine, like I see my familiar dance teacher and she does the same warm-up and I was doing a ballet class on Saturday afternoon. Um, so for me that's a really good sense of community linking in with that. So kind of old communities but also and also in the good old house party app. Um, which I introduced my <laughs> mum and dad to and my niece and nephew who very much enjoyed Pictionary. So to be honest, some people I'm talking to more than I would normally. Um, there has been a I've lot totally found that. There's been a lot of video conferencing and I'm like so yeah, I'm gonna have to I think that's another point for me. Um, there's combating isolation, but then there's also over-engagement. So having, if I have a day of meetings over video conferencing, not scheduling a full, a full evening hangout um, on video, video conferencing too. So I guess those are different, those are different things that, um, I suppose, but the isolation for me is the whole be being part of something bigger as well. So getting involved in kind of community things like putting a rainbow in my window for people to watch out for and keeping an eye on those sorts of things. So just connecting up with people um, locally and wider. Sounds great. What about yourself, Davey? Um, yeah, it's been it's been a really interesting way of trying to see um, how to kind of socialise online. And a lot of my friends are, I'm lucky enough that a lot of my friends are performers. So there's been lots of kind of uh, online drag shows and karaoke and quiz nights and a lot of kind of events that normally I would do back where I used to live that I can now actually be a part of because they're still going ahead, but all online. So actually, it's been a nice way for me to kind of uh, connect with things I used to do in a, a, down in Brighton in my old community. So 
yeah, that's been um, that's been really useful. But yeah, one of the strangest things, and like Lynn, you've just said it there as well, is like it's really great that everyone's now talking more and communicating with people you wouldn't normally talk to. But it is weird. Like you have certain days where it's like I've just had six different uh, like Skypes or FaceTimes or whatever with people, and you're a little bit like oh, when am I actually just going to have 10 minutes to myself? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm in my space, I'm in my house. And actually, suddenly you're kind of reacting to other people's schedules in your own home, which is really, really weird for me. Because normally it's like, well, I don't have to answer my phone, but now I don't want to be rude to anyone, so I'll always answer. But yeah, it's, um, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird kind of paradox of the situation. But there's been lots of really great ways of communicating with people so far. Yeah, I totally agree. I've actually... There's some of my friends down south in Essex who I've spoken to and seen more now than I would have done otherwise. And I wouldn't necessarily have, and my family as well, like a few of my yeah. family who had a, a house party hangout call the other day. Mm-hmm. And that's never happened. Like normally I could maybe go for a whole year without speaking to some parts of my family. Not because I don't like them, they're nice, but um, just because they live really far away. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's then suddenly because, although I wouldn't have seen them for six months anyway, suddenly because I couldn't see them this week, like we need to, we need to have a house party now. We need to do that. That needs to happen. <laughs> but yeah, it's nice. How have you been, Dee? Um, good, yeah. Ups and downs, I think, like everyone else. I think it's kind of done two things, um, being having to do social isolation is it's made you kind of it has been difficult feeling isolated and kind of taking maybe taking things for granted that you maybe didn't before um so you know that's been challenging but I think it's also made me connect with people that I genuinely value and keep close and um make more of an effort with so that's been good um but I I'm the same as kind of Davy was saying that I think it's important as well to just take a, a little bit of time and not I think there's a bit of an onus right now to be super productive because you've got all this time and actually it's just taking stock of what's going on right now and, and and having a good balance of being like oh goodness like this is a big deal what's happening and it's okay to kind of you, your schedule doesn't have to be packed and it's cool to take time for yourself as well and um, I think for me like the, the main thing is kind of been having a loose schedule you know trying to get up at the same time make sure I'm still doing my exercise doing different things throughout the day so kind of balancing body and mind checking on my friends but treating work like a work day um the one thing that I do every day that's kind of you know that I really look forward to and it sounds like a silly thing but mum and I'll sit down and do the crossword at the same time every day with a cup of tea so just things (laughs) so we sit and do the crossword together um so just things like that that are you know, you don't want to be totally bogged down in this fidget, like must get up and must do this, but just kind of keeping yourself busy. Um, you know, walking has been a big one for me, kind of getting out during the day to do that. Um, and I finally have gotten around to learning how to bake things, which I say I've been wanting to do for ages um, and didn't ever quite get around to. But now I'm kind of like, oh, what am I going to do all day on Saturday? So... Yeah, like peaks and troughs, like everyone's going through at the moment, I think. When we get back to the office, Indy, you're going to make us lots of uh, good treats. I I mean, I I don't know if there'll be good treats, but I'll give it a go. (laughs) The extent of my baking has involved, um, I made top hats, so I melted chocolate and put Smarties (laughs) on top of marshmallows. (laughs) That's my form of baking. And I also... skill. I made um, traffic lights where you melt chocolate and that's copyrighted by the way by my family where you melt chocolate and then you put three Smarties on a chocolate finger. 
Wow. <laughs> Strong see, kicking uh, skills coming out over here. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the confectionery genes have definitely passed down in your family then, Lynn. <laughs> that sounds good. No, Dee, I think it's uh, taking up baking's good. And now's the perfect time to do it because you can tell us sure all are. that you now bake and we've got no proof to see whether or not you actually do or can. That's true. But we'll believe you until you bring us treats and then, then I'll accept that you're a pro baker. I also feel like this is a perfect time as well for Nick to share his uh, chocolate brownie fudge recipe. Oh, so yes. that people can, you know, they're amazing. Mm. They are amazing. Or I, is it, yeah. I'm happy to share the recipe. Um, and for any copyright type people out there, it's, uh, it's Nathan Outlaw's recipe. It's not ah, mine. Ah, so you now know, I know. It is delicious and I will share it. Anyone looks at Nathan Outlaw's brownies, uh, it's chocolate fudge salted caramel brownies and they are absolutely amazing so yeah i will um how so i guess on that then what is the best thing that you've done since lockdown has come in i think mine is um my what well, one of the things that could have been the best thing the first video call i had with any of my friends was we played this stupid football manager game and uh, me and one of the other guys were in the final so we decided to video call it and everyone watched us and it could have been great but I lost. So all there is now is a screenshot mm. of me with my head in my hands. Um, but I think that has been good. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, tonight, a few of my friends are doing, one of my friends has written a TV quiz. So we're going to do that tonight and have a quiz night, which sounds good. That sounds great. So I'm hoping that'll be the best thing I've done, but it's not started yet. I guess, again, it depends if I lose. Everything that could be good <laughs> has this competitive element. and <laughs> I could end up being a loser, but it should be fun. How about you guys? What's the best thing you've done in lockdown so far, the one thing? Mm, for me, it might have been um, I ran a lockdown blankety-blank with the other officers um, at our today. officers' meeting today. Um, Definitely a highlight. It's very funny. Of our lives. Um, so having a, a tailored, um, tailored lockdown game. Um, otherwise... How did that work? Um, so, you know, like, blank has been a saviour during the past two weeks of lockdown, and then we all had to guess what the other officer would say. And we wrote it down and then showed each other on the screen. Oh, that does sound good. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. The, the, the scoring got a bit messy because I just started awarding points for funny answers. Um, <laughs> but I would say otherwise... Well, I, can I, I share one that was going to be... Um, I, I hope, I really hope that um, I... I'd, because everything's going online, there's loads of cool things. Um, I had live, but a, a recording of a pantomime. Um, it was. Of, of course, say, of course you did. Of course I did. I know. See <laughs> um, And it was an adults-only pantomime. And let's just say I only watched the first half. Um, <laughs> I struggled through that first half. Like best thing you've done i know <laughs> but i feel like i feel it was going to be i had hopes had potential it had potential i feel like performers who are doing an amazing thing by doing all these shows for us they're learning you know we, i think we've all <laughs> uh, we've all kind of in, uh, watched a bit of online comedy as well and again it's like yeah oh actually that's something that's something we did do as well didn't we we all um the stand were doing a live last mm. weekend um stream from the comedy club and a few of us tuned in to watch that which was nice mm -hmm. that, was, <laughs> that good was good that was good 
I think my best thing has been, well, yeah, baking, which has been fun. So I made a banana bread. I'm doing a drizzle cake this week and then I'll attempt uh, some of those brownies. But one Can of the I other things... Can I ask a question? Yeah. So it's banana bread. Do you cut it into slices and like put jam on it? Uh, if you want to, I guess. But why is it <laughs> called a bread? Because you bake it as a loaf. Oh, I suppose like fruit loaf. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Um, the other cool thing that uh, I did was, uh, unfortunately, like a lot of my friends in Canada had to leave and go back to um, wherever they, wherever they came from, um, and so like one of the the main things that people do when they're finished skiing is they do a pre, so they go and you know party a little bit after they come off the slope. So um, people have kind of organised uh, post ski a pre online, so you can still go and hang out with all your friends from across the world and you know kind of have a drink and celebrate like you would normally if you'd finished a ski day um so we did that on Saturday so there were some people from Canada and Australia and so that was a lot of fun as well that sounds awesome and so very cultured of you do I mean it's not um, if, you, if you've ever done one they're not <laughs> cultured affairs <laughs> <laughs> Me and my global friends have just been hanging out. <laughs> I've also just been doing like a lot of uh, yoga and. <laughs> Davy, yourself, is there any like once the one best thing that you've done? I think um, the first Friday in in lockdown, I think it was like the first time I watched Boris's briefing, and it was all about um, uh, the money they kind of put aside for people. But I think at about five thirty, I must have like video called one of my friends. And about one o'clock in the morning, I ended that video call after chatting to like a gazillion different people, having gone through two bottles of wine and having had just like a really fun night of realizing like you can still have connections. And it was, and it was actually after that moment that I was kind of like, okay, this is going to be okay. I am going to have connections with people. I think up until that point, I hadn't realized how it would work. So, um, that was just like the funnest night and, and just kind of really put my mind at ease a bit. So, uh, yeah, I like that. My first Friday pub night without the pub was brilliant. Can I change my answer, please? Yeah. I remembered what my best thing was. I've got back into reading fiction. Oh, what are you reading? It is a book called No Mercy. And it is like a... It's almost like a female-led criminal underworld. Sounds good. Fight the patriarchy. Yeah, fight the, but also keep keep the criminal underlords going, you know, under ladies. Brilliant. No, that all sounds like really good things. And, and Dave, you, you mentioned there, that idea of connecting, I think, has been really important for so many. And I feel like very fortunate that we can via our work and via social things with so many apps and stuff that are out there. And it's been really difficult and hope that people who haven't got access to that are still getting kind of the phone calls and letters and things like that that are going to make a difference as well because that connection is really important and a lot of there's been so much discussion which has been kind of good to see I wasn't sure how it's gonna go but so much discussion around mental health with everything that's going on um at first obviously there was such a focus as rightly a focus on physical health and what's going on there with people but it seems to be increasingly the impact this is having on or could have long term on people's mental health seems to be something that's really getting discussed a whole lot more right now um I don't know if you guys have seen much or or aware much with it as to what people are talking about related to mental health or how important you think that these conversations are for us to be having right now I think even if you look within the um 
you know, the restrictions they've put on us about going going outside and, you know, doing a shopping and only taking an, an hour, you know, doing one thing outside to have exercise. But when people have been chatting about it on TV and stuff, there's a lot of chat about the benefit of that time being for your mental and physical health. I really like the fact that actually from the beginning, although like, you know, it's very undefined, but actually the good thing about that is it is meaning that people are recognizing that, you know, having that break during that exercise is good for mental well-being. And it's, I think it's great that throughout all the conversations about what do we do when we're self-isolating, there is a, um, a running theme of, and this will be good for your mental health. And actually that's been really encouraging to see. Um, so I'm really, I'm really happy about that. For me, I feel there could have been um, a more dominant mental um, health strand to things. I think um, the kind of mainstream media outlets that I have been looking at, um, it has been a lot of, for example, compliance with the guidance and things like that. And, and what's been missing for me has been um, really, I suppose, recognising that, yeah, something people are doing that for for mental well-being aspects as well. And, I, for example, I saw, like, there was a report and we talked about you're still allowed to go to allotments and people were getting told, like, oh, like, people were, I think, were just shouting things and saying you, you really shouldn't be out, you should be at home. Um... And they weren't kind of recognising that that was actually a, a mental well-being thing that was allowed as well. So that that was a bit disappointing, but I think it's it's different all over. But um, for me, I think the thing that's changed, maybe even if ever, I haven't really seen much in the public narrative, has been um, amongst peers. Actually, for the first time, people be saying to me, which wouldn't normally come up in conversation, people that I wouldn't really talk about mental health with necessarily would say, I'm doing really, I'm not doing so great, or I've just had my first, like, really big freak out about this, or I'm really struggling today to be in the house, and just that level of honesty around it um, has been something which, with, with friends who I, I wouldn't normally discuss um, mental health around, just hearing that honesty, and I think um, this really challenging situation has allowed people to say, um, yeah, I'm Oh, I'm, I'm not doing it. It's something that people have been able to identify with as well. I guess that could be one positive, sorry, they just say one maybe positive legacy of all of this whenever it, it, it does end, um, that there will be more of a culture of people who suddenly, we've been saying it for a long time, that it's okay and it's okay and it's okay to speak out and to reach out if you're struggling, but maybe people actually feel a little bit more like they can now because there was a time when everyone, everyone did and that might be a, a potentially good legacy after that. Sorry, Dave, were you going to say? No, I, you know, I was just to pick up on, on what Lynn was saying there. You know, I think there's there's this idea of, you know, how, how does our mental health kind of fit into the, the discussion that's going on at the moment? And I think it is a great way of tackling stigma in the sense that a lot more people are, are kind of feeling and maybe struggling in ways that they haven't before, um, which, you know, is obviously a bigger challenge and, and it's difficult um, for many people for lots of different reasons right now but I guess in that sense the idea of kind of feeling disconnected and, and struggling a little bit has become a bit more universal um, which means it's kind of been spoken about a lot more which is great uh, and also scary um, so it is raising awareness um, but I think it's important to, to keep in mind as well that it's it's going to be difficult for people who are already struggling or who are already 
struggling um and they're okay to say that you know it's okay to say actually I'm having a really difficult time at the moment and not you know just oh you know well so is everybody and and not undermining that as well so it's great because it's kind of encourage us all to be more compassionate and find new ways of reaching out um and being very open and honest about how we're feeling but also kind of letting people know that it's okay if, if they are really struggling to talk about it um as well yeah I think that's a really important point Dee and especially if someone has had like a a pre-existing condition that they still feel they can talk about that in the same way that we were encouraging people to talk about it before because I do agree I think there's a real risk whereas it's a positive thing that everyone's talking about how they're feeling or so many more people are there is that risk that someone could be like oh I'm struggling and the reaction goes oh yeah no I know everyone's like that right now aren't they but whereas someone might actually have something like a real ongoing enduring problem which they do need some actual medical help and support with and feel like maybe they're not getting it because obviously the NHS is so incredibly stretched right now and is going through an unprecedented thing that they're not going to be able to give all the help and support to everyone that I'm sure that they would like to but then also that which is scary enough in itself than then that feeling that you then also can't speak about other illnesses because there's this big illness that everyone's worried about I think there's a real element that it's like you say, it's really important to encourage people that it's still okay and important to talk about these things and for others to definitely not discourage that. I know it's funny you're saying there everyone else forgot other illnesses existed, um, like how I got my the chicken pox from my nephew <laughs> and everyone was like, oh yeah, we, for- we forgot there was other stuff that was going <laughs> around. I was like, yeah, I just went and got the chicken pox, you know, everyone else was <laughs> so isolating in another virus, so... <laughs> Um, I think for me, an interesting part of the discussion, which I think is still open up, up for discussion, is this, um, you're allowed to leave the house, is it to pick up, is it medication and essentials? Um, and it's that subjective part of what is essential for someone's mental health. And it would be interesting to know how, how the police are dealing with that sort of situation. Um, and it... it I'm very much aware that if you were to go to a pharmacy and say, I'm going to get X medication, then that would be a justifiable um, a justifiable action. Um, however, um, not everyone follows that sort of um, way of taking care of their mental health. So I think perhaps there is a, an, an area to discuss around mental health and what's an essential need. And also around the, you're allowed to leave for care of the vulnerable. Um... I think there are some assumptions of what we make what vulnerable falls into and what category. And I'm curious around whether um, people who do define um, as having mental health problems, they see themselves as being vulnerable and getting support or or justifying that that movement. Um, I understand why all that, the the essential essential, um, restrictions on movement and interactions are there. but where does yeah mental health fit in this very physical um, physical health dominated time? I think that's an interesting one. It's a, um, it, I think it's a really good point, and I it's something that kind of I've been thinking about myself. Like I I don't necessarily consider myself. Well, I wouldn't have considered myself as somebody vulnerable. But you know, the last week um, has been quite challenging for me for for many reasons, and obviously, uh, I've lost access to kind of therapy at the moment and stuff like that. Now I'm doing mostly okay, and I'm very kind of fortunate that I'm kind of near. I'm coming to the end of my kind of uh, therapy, so hopefully I'll, I'll I'll be all right. 
but but yeah, there are there are elements where like I went for a walk today really quickly on my lunch break and there was somebody staring at me from the window because I'd stopped and just kind of sat on a wall for a minute and you could just see them like curtain twitching and being like, why is that person just hanging out? And I was like, well, that's the thing. I, I need this to to feel better um, to mm-hmm. kind of get get out of my house and, and do this. But there isn't, there isn't a way to kind of convey that. And again, it comes down to the idea of it being an invisible, an invisible illness. And we see a lot online. There's a lot of, a lot of people being really vocal about, you know, stay at home for the NHS and all that. And that, that is great. And that's really, really valid. But there's also a lot of people going, I've just seen so-and-so walk down the street twice and shaming people and, and stuff like that. Like you see the, uh, the drone footage of the people walking in the Peak District. And it's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> do you know what? You don't actually know why they went out for a walk and maybe they were just chancing their arm but at the same time is it worth shaming people at this time because we don't know what people's um personal circumstances is maybe it's something to do with mental illness maybe it's something even more sinister who knows but um but it's it's something that kind of need to do and this is you know d you were saying like there's this great kind of feeling of we're all in this together and everybody's talking about the mental health now which is great but yeah there is an element of don't forget that people with with diagnosed mental illnesses are are now living in the community without support, without certain things they need to kind of um, to be to be active members of the community. And um, so, how do we kind of both celebrate the fact that everyone's talking about their feeling, but without making people feel like without taking it seriously that some people for their physical and mental health needs certain things in place as well. Yeah. And it was something that we discussed earlier as well, which I thought was really interesting, Davey, that, that you had brought up around the idea of when your traditional coping mechanisms have been taken away, i.e. being able to, to socialise and see friends or have access to regular therapy, um, that we're not kind of stigmatising ourselves. I think that's really important is that we, we need to be a little bit kinder to ourselves, not just other people and being like, look, it's okay for you to, you know, have ups and downs during the day. I think for me that self-compassion is really important because I definitely have noticed that I just, like, the getting by part of life just now is is just, I think everyone's just on that, (laughs) um, getting through, getting through this. And um, it's not a very comfortable place. For me personally, um, I would normally, like, set aside time to be at the library and reading and doing self-development work and there is that where you're like I've got this time like what am I going to learn from it and what should I what website should I make next and doing a jigsaw and watching yeah next in fashion is really it's uh, totally good and fine as well (laughs) that's that's literally and it's it's the first time in a long time I felt just like my brain is so consumed by this it needs it needs just downtime and it is almost like the full-time just the full-time global scenario is just making sure that we have to go above and beyond to look after our mental health I need to binge watch Netflix (laughs) can I ask you guys something that I've kind of been noticing which is like um so so many great people are taking this time to learn languages and learn skills of does anybody ever kind of feel a bit like oh why am I not doing more like why am I not trying there's yeah. a lot there's a lot of pressure we're putting on ourselves that, to be like yeah, well so is learning two languages and they're still working five days a week and they're doing this and I'm like eh, I think I my fridge door I thought that was a huge deal whoever cleans a fridge door 
that was my like yeah yeah everyone keeps saying their house is so clean right now and I'm like well but you know what even if all you did today was get up and and have a shower and get through the day that's self-care and that's looking after your mental health I think the thing I've noticed it most with um and I think it's something that we maybe haven't touched on a little bit is that people are now in a situation with childcare that their lives have totally changed Mm -hmm. and they're in a situation where they may have not struggled with their mental health before but they're now having to you know look after other people and kind of make their life work around that and there's a lot of pressure on oh you know you've got to educate your kids whilst they're home and do this and do that And, and I know a lot of people that have kind of been like I'm having a breakdown here around this because I don't feel like I'm doing enough to look after my kids and myself and 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 this kind of constant need to be doing things and and staying productive which is great if that helps you but also if you know binge watching love is blind on netflix is going to make you feel better as well Mm -hmm. then do that and you know you need downtime too is that sure good yeah it is good surprisingly (laughs) good i I really wasn't expecting it to be good um all that interested in watching it and then pretty much watch the whole thing in a day um yeah. Yes, to quickly say on to like to what Dee was saying, and I think it's another good thing to consider, and it fits into the ideas people have around mental health in itself. Like, I think you know it's that classic thing of oh, a depressed person, a picture is always them grasping the head and their heads down low, and they're on their own or whatever. And you know there there are moments when that might be true, but we need to recognise that you know every person living with mental illness or struggling with mental health isn't a lonely person living in a house on their own. There are people looking after kids in different working situations in houses full of people. I mean, imagine being, I keep thinking like if I had ever been stuck in a house for six months or however long this ends up being with like housemates that I've had in the past. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine? And I think it's really important that we do recognize that this isn't the mental health effect and social isolation and being lonely isn't just being on your own. Um, It's also about being stuck in a space and not being able to kind of move. So you could be in the busiest house and still be feeling really lonely right now, or you could be in the happiest home and feel really sad. Um, So I think it's really important that we kind of remember that. And not feeling guilty about it either, because you've got a job or you're with your parents or you have a nice house or, you know, those things, but you can still, you know, it's that age old thing where you can still feel lonely in a crowd full of people and it's, well, not in this instance, but... um, you know, that's true too, just kind of giving ourselves permission to feel what's going on right now and taking a breath and being like, this for this is hard um, and it's unprecedented. I think you're right, Dee. I think that you mentioned earlier self-stigma is such a big thing right now because there is all this assumption that oh, everyone must be being so productive because they've got all these time in their hands and they must be doing this and that and that and I guess that pressure as well to answer video calls and things like that and it is all the thing of if you are struggling you feel like there is no way it's okay to talk about it but also that there's also all these assumptions of other things that you should also be doing now as well uh, even if you are struggling and I think that's a really interesting for for kind of us as an organization as well for see me see challenge and stigma discrimination there's a, a part of that work that we do for a large part of it a lot of it's education and, and social contacts also sharing people's stories but then there is an element of it which is telling people you shouldn't be behaving like that this is inappropriate like you and then kind of challenging discriminatory behavior and i think that's something i think is really interesting and a difficult area right now when 
there's so much pressure on every single person in the world basically unusual pressure they're not used to having and then just kind of finding that area that like see me as an organization ones like ours are actually helpful and productive and useful when it's kind of doesn't really feel like it's the right time to then go and be critical of certain behaviors or things people are doing but then also you don't want people to be acting massively discriminatory and making someone else feel worse and I think that area of self-stigma and and really encouraging people that not to judge themselves on how they should be reacting to a completely unusual situation is a really important area for us to focus on right now yeah I think so like it because I think we we're used to obviously in inverted commas normal circumstances um what stigma and discrimination looks like and just now maybe we're still working out what that looks like just now but something which um is underneath and running through all that is that we always say you you can't reach out to services or you can't make access if you aren't willing to admit it or talk about it or think about it in the first place within yourself um and that's the first step of kind of addressing and looking at stigma and I do wonder whether people would have been as comfortable as they are talking to me about it if they um as they are just now seeing they're struggling um because I have kind of laid the laid the groundwork from before like saying that it's okay to talk about things or bring that up um and I think it it's going to be it's the right time to, ta- to tackle stigma around with with unfortunately new audiences as well that people have never been affected before I'm just thinking of really practical things like um people who are going to be having babies that won't be able to get families around to see them or people that were waiting on operations that don't have them anymore like all these things that are are really kind of practical things that before would never possibly had a mental health element to them which are now impacting massively on people um so yeah definitely that that permission and and also people giving equipping people with the right tools to be able to um yeah really respond and engage to that because it's a conversation which rightly isn't going away right now and people need to understand and and know how to react because there's going to be more more conversations about it just now definitely and I guess with that is ensuring that people are connected to have the conversations with the right people at the right time when it's going to help them and we've been doing a lot as well like with our sort of volunteers and partners and that and trying to and on social media to try and keep people connected and so you guys work a lot with our volunteers how have you we've been trying to keep volunteers connected and and the people that we work with and how would you recommend like through that like is there any points that you've learned from that do you think for others would be good to help connections as well we're we're finding our place with volunteers in that we want to be able to um, as with everyone, I suppose there, there's there's some sort of universal universality universalness to um, the kind of the themes that are coming out. So to begin with, it was just responding to this change, and then trying to find your way with the change as well, and then settling into well, how long is this going on for? So for us, volunteer for us for the volunteers, it, it definitely first of all letting people have the space to engage with us at their pace. What what they need and when they need it. So if this just now, if their jobs, they don't, they're, they whatever's happening with the working situation or not working, um, they might be looking exactly 
to do this right now and tackle stigma and discrimination around mental health, it might be completely not what's what's on the radar just now. Um, but things are coming through and people are reacting to it. So, for example, um, writing poems about expressing that and looking at um, how do we how do we share share that kind of form and that writing that people can connect with. Um, people recording videos for us, people doing sharing their own social media posts about what they're doing to take care of themselves as well. Um, definitely people just kind of coming up with new ways, which was unexpected, um, having to respond and be creative around that. Um, and then using um, us finding different ways to make sure our volunteers are connecting up with each other um, as well. To be honest, we were in early days with all of it. Um, we're mapping out ideas and taking things forward and making sure we're working on um, kind of current campaigns and making sure everyone's in the kind of um, an okay space, first of all. Um, but yeah, we've got loads of things that are coming up and there are ideas and planting those seeds for people to do things. And I, I think you've seen that. We've all seen the amount of um, community activism that's been going on. And that's what what essentially is at the heart of what we do as well. Put people in, in connection with their communities, even if it's not the same as um, having a face-to-face -face conversation with someone, it's about reaching out through your social media feed or your networks or creating an online video or um, it's the same sort of idea and um, just done in different ways. I think one of um, what's been really great, like you were saying, Elena, about the whole... All this amazing kind of community stuff that's been taking place and I am certain that so many of our champions and volunteers will be involved in something some way in their community oh, um, yeah. and it may not be and it may not be in their mind or in their goal to be mental health focused but what is great is all our champions are going to be working in their communities and they're going to have a perception of where does mental health stigma come into this you know, when we're looking at like, right, who are we, who are we identifying as vulnerable in our community right now? Our, our guys are going to be brilliant at kind of saying, well, actually, have you considered this? Have you considered that? And this is a really great time for anyone to, to get involved in their community, be it helping with shopping items or online events, or whatever, but also remembering at all points, this whole idea of, is this, is this uh, online event inclusive to people who might be struggling with their mental health? Is this going to um, encourage people to, to talk more? And that's what's really, really great. Something doesn't have to be so overtly, at this time, overtly about mental health, but our champions are going to be doing amazing work in kind of fighting that stigma that is still going to be happening in conversations. And I think that's brilliant. When Lynn was saying that we're, we're kind of finding ways now of, of connecting people in, in, in different ways and I think you know the current situation's done a lot of things and that it's shown that we're, where we are maybe lacking in, in services and provision which we we knew anyway therefore we know we kind of do need a strong community focus right now and moving that into digital spaces is something that we've been doing for a while and, and, and actively try to, to do through our campaigns and so it's great to see people taking on that digital space as well to kind of you know, ask each other if, if they're okay. Um, so that's something we've been doing with our campaign, Pass the Badge, as well, which, uh, yeah, I'm sure Nick and I will talk about in a sec. Um, yeah, definitely. I think um, on the with the point of our volunteers, we, we've chatted to a couple of our volunteers just to ask them as well about what 
it's been like for them through this period and how they've adapted uh, and sort of tried to look after their own mental health. Um, so we've got a couple of those interviews just coming up just now as well. First up, we have Tina, then Susan and Tommy. Uh, and then after we will come back and yeah, we will chat past the badge and how everyone else can get involved. This is a really strange and uncertain time where anxieties and mental health challenges are really high on the agenda. And it's one which we're all concerned about. And even myself, who doesn't really struggle anymore, thankfully, touch wood with these challenges on a daily basis, I've been struggling recently too, because I'm a human like you all, and it's so difficult to not know what's gonna happen, to, to worry about my family, my friends, the rest of us, the NHS, you know, it's all these overwhelming feelings that we can all have. And sometimes I can't sleep at night and I get anxiety and it's really, it's really, really difficult. But what's good is I'm able to talk to my family, my friends very openly and they are with me too. And I think that's what's really important, being very realistic. And I think what also helps me actually is looking at not, you know, the real evidence-based research that's out there, watching the two, the Nicola Sturgeon talks every day or the Boris Johnson ones at five o'clock. So these two, that's it. I don't overload with the media anymore. I don't look at all, I don't scroll through all the Facebooks and Instagrams because sometimes there's some things out there that I find a little bit um, triggering for anxiety. So I tend to avoid those. I also, probably like most of you, I have a very good regime. I try and get up at the right time, go to sleep at the right time. And it's hard because you, a lot of us aren't sleeping anymore, which is really affecting us every single day. But we can do our, only do our best. I've learned a lot of different things. I've done mindfulness, I've been doing meditation, I've been having hot baths with lavender. I've tried everything I can to, to, to maintain that because we're in this for the long run and it's very important that we really look after our mental health. In times like we're all going through today, talking about your mental health may find difficult. I'm still talking about mine and trying to help as many people as I can with it. It's not easy and the forced isolation can make it worse. I do get out every day. Luckily I have a dog that makes me go out. But I do go out every day, get my fresh air, get some exercise. And I'm now finding I'm speaking to people I've never spoke to before. I know that we've to socially distance, I understand that, but you don't need to emotionally distance. You could nod to somebody, wave to somebody, just say hello in the passing. It's really quite nice, a smile goes a long way and I think it helps a lot. I've been looking after my mental health during this time in different ways. Yes, I go out and I get my exercise. I'm working from home, so what I do at the end of the day once I've finished, I shut down my computer, I come out my kitchen, stroke office, and I don't go back into the kitchen for another hour, so I've had a total break through the workspace. I don't put my computer back on again, I put my mobile phone off for a couple of hours, and I relax, I chill out, I get my tea, I'm getting up at normal times and get dressed for work, and work my normal hours, which I'm finding is a big help. I'm also speaking to people on the phone. There's lots of ways we can still contact each other. We can phone, we can have, if you've got WhatsApp, you can have virtual lunches or vit virtual house parties, um, email, phone calls. And I've also started taking to writing letters. I did this before the coronavirus outbreak. I started it about six weeks ago. 
because I thought everybody only gets bills and junk mail through the post. So I bought some nice writing paper and I send letters out now and again just to cheer people up and say how wonderful they are. Or even sending a card. It's nice to get something in the post and you've got time to read it and it can help. It's helping me actually write in them. So let's try and look out for each other and keep speaking about your mental health. If you need somebody to look at to look for to speak to and you can't speak to a friend try the different organizations there's samaritans there's samh there's breathing space scotland and i'm sure there's many local ones but don't feel you're ever alone we're not alone and we need to look after each other in these difficult times keeping in touch with others i feel is really really important at this time using social media to, to your full advantage even things like skype calls and zoom just checking in with people because like we always say see me it's okay not to be okay so just asking somebody if they're okay is one of the most powerful things you can actually do and I feel that that's something that is really really needed probably more than ever at this time one thing I do, I'm do, i doing myself is keeping a journal I feel that is really really important feeling how I feel, writing it down seeing it there and keeping myself accountable, setting tasks and daily goals as well is really really important, the one thing I would say if Things like the pandemic on social media is affecting you because we know a lot of people are posting some quite shocking stuff which is not coming from the scientific community. So I would say if these kind of things are affecting you, switch off notifications and only tune in to official info such as the TV when you obviously feel you need to. Shopping mindfully and locally is really, really important as well. Being aware of obviously who you can help in your community, I feel that's really, really important. But obviously doing it in a way that's not going to risk yourself and others as well. So helping people can be really, really great for your mental health. Okay, so just before we chat about past the badge, there's one thing that came up, uh, Dee, that I wanted you just to, to chat a little bit about was the amazing video that we had through um, from the from the young football team. Yeah, that was magic. Um, so the Musselburgh uh, Windsor under-17 girls team have um, been wearing the See Me logo on their football shirts uh, for the last year or so now um, to help kind of promote the message that it's okay not to be okay and, and to kind of promote the idea of being um, open about talking about mental health um, and a member of the coaching team Michael um, this morning sent me through a video that the girls had made on YouTube um, which they'd made completely off their own back which is amazing kind of using um, our assets and messaging um, with the girls just kind of delivering the messages of it's okay not to be okay reach out speak to people um, if you know someone who's struggling you know don't struggle alone and that was really really cool to see because that was you know young girls taking the initiative to be like oh right now is a difficult time and people need to know that they're not alone um, and that we all have mental health and it's okay to talk about it so that was a really nice thing to wake up to this morning uh, and kind of just put a little bit of a little bit of sunshine back into the day um, and reminding us why we're doing what we're doing and and actually you know what like those messages and, and that ability to talk about how we're feeling goes across all you know all members sections of society as well um so that was lovely it was such a great video so i was gonna say what was really amazing about it what really kind of struck me was like as you said like they did this off their own back and that's what a social movement is i mean we have so many great volunteers and so many great partners but anyone can get involved and kind of 
getting this message across about that it's okay to talk. I mean, I, I, that's what I come at. Like, we didn't ask these people to do it. We've been sitting here wondering how do we kind of engage people, but actually people are going out and doing the work already. And that's amazing. And I think it's absolutely brilliant. And uh, I hope more and more people, like regardless of how well they know see me, if this is the first time interacting with see me, um, take a moment to kind of really think about that and, and see how they can challenge kind of mental health stigma and encourage people to be more more compassionate and talk more about mental health. Yeah, this is an example I sent round um, on Facebook, how someone had opened up about their mental health to say they weren't doing great. And yeah, a hundred comments later, I kind of just popped up, like it was just a community group, and I was like, oh, by the way, um, I'm a, I work at TME and the Revis campaign. And then little did I know, like 50 comments earlier, some other person had already <laughs> promoted our campaign. Um, I was a bit late to that party. Um, yeah, so it was really nice to see that it, it, I didn't really need to have done, I didn't need to have done that, but I'm sure it was appreciated. Um, no, it's it's amazing to see people sharing that stuff and chatting to each other in the video itself. I absolutely loved like just the sort of real authenticity to it and how much like and the messaging was so amazing and what they said and how it was obviously something they'd really thought about and was bringing the team together as well to chat about something when they couldn't physically be together, which was really nice to see. Yeah. And yeah, they obviously had done one thing that also was really nice to see, but then they'd used a lot of our. Um, kind of things off social media and stuff like that as well in the video which looked really cool one of the things they had on there was from a slideshow and I was like how how did they get that slide no idea unless it's part of the resources section on our website which if you haven't visited yet you should go (laughs) so maybe maybe they got it some sweet sweet slideshows dedication (laughs) maybe so yeah I like appreciated the uh the message and the effort and also just yeah the the ingenuity to find something that I don't eat I wouldn't even know how to find that and I don't know where that came I, from I think I probably I think I probably created that slide and I've got no really? idea really I, I found thought it, maybe so. they created it and we could just take it as our work we made some good <laughs> ask them to make some, send in some powerpoints for us <laughs> yeah maybe maybe see if they could be the new comms manager or just take a sidestep maybe I'll take I'll go into an under 17 girls football league mm. and they can become the comms manager as, as we'll a manager see. or a player <laughs> I can see you really flourishing um, <laughs> I mean as we're bringing the entire squad and management and coaching staff in to see me I'm gonna try and handle it all myself on the pitch yep, yeah. and uh, I'll apologize when they get relegated later Exactly, um, I would say, going by your online track record, what was it you lost the virtual football? I mean, mm, not to bring that up again or say... But we will be sharing uh, that video on our social um, over the next wee while as well. So it went up um, today when it got sent, but we'll, we'll make sure to keep sharing it so that if you want to go and see it and share it yourself, you can check it out on our social channels too. We can, and on there we can also find seamlessly sliding to our Pass the Badge campaign, uh, which we have. What's <laughs> run that, Nick? Tell recording. me about it. Oh, thanks for asking, Lynn. What is that? Well, that let sounds me interesting. You. <laughs> it is a way that we are trying to bring people together and be connected to chat about mental health, to chat about how they're feeling, and show that it's still okay not to be okay basically everything that we've been chatting about today but to encourage people to have these conversations if 
they are feeling like they can't talk about their mental health or particularly as we said earlier if, if someone's really struggling with their mental health and then they're finding that they don't think now's the right time to talk about it or that they that everyone's talking about coronavirus so maybe I shouldn't talk about this and encourage you can talk about it and you can do it via pass the badge and the way that people have been doing that is you can go onto the website which is passthebadge.co.uk and on there you can upload a picture which kind of represents where you are right now in life with your life or it can be a historical time I've done a few ones from in the past we're remembering good times ones when I think I had like a bit of an anxiety panic attack when I was in the car and thought Jesus I shouldn't be outside what am I doing so a real mix of things and then post the photo that means something to you and your mental health and it adds a little start talking badge which is a heart and a thought bubble no a heart that's made up of a speech bubble and a thought bubble and then it puts that on and then share that on social media with the hashtag pass the badge hashtag <laughs> and uh and then you can see what everyone else is seeing and you can join in a conversation and chat about other people's pictures and CD you've done quite a lot of the the leading on this what's some of the the best stuff you've seen out there I think some of the best stuff one of my favorite ones I think was the first one we had from our volunteer Dawn who had put a um, group photo of her netball team up uh, all curled up in rugs uh, lying in the netball court um, as pigs and blankets and I thought that was really really sweet and funny Um, and that was great to see because it's just like remembering that time that just because we aren't together right now doesn't mean that we're alone. I did Um, have the moment of she's not understanding social distancing right now. Why Why is there four of them lying next to each other? <laughs> this is not two metres. But then I understood. But, you know, like we said, it, it, using pictures uh, from the past, you know, I, I used one of uh, when I was travelling and being outdoors and kind of being, you know, like, I miss that. That's what I'm struggling with in my life right now. That's something I'm finding difficult. But, you know, kind of using that to start a conversation of asking people how they are. And uh, Nick, you did a, a really, really great one um from your wedding, you know, when we were all outside and, and kind of looking back on those photos as well. And so it doesn't have to be something um, particularly negative that's going on right now, but maybe looking back at something and being like, well, you know, I, I maybe took that for granted at the time or that's what I'm struggling with um, at the moment. But we've had some really, really great posts from partners as well um, and our volunteers. Um, so it's good to see, it's good to be, see people using it and, and engaging um, on those digital spaces, uh, or in those digital spaces, sorry, um, because we know that's that's what we've got right now and um, that's how we can connect and, and continue these conversations. Yeah, there's been some great, I really loved one from uh, Gemma, one of our volunteers who put up a picture of her dogs. Yeah. They, they were in the back of her car or van I can't quite remember I think it's back of the car but the the way she'd taken the picture and I don't know if there was a filter on it or something but they it looked like the main characters from like a Scandinavian murder mystery drama apart from all of the detectives were dogs dog detective <laughs> dog detective what about you guys Davey yeah Lynn you, what posts have you seen out there or, or have you what have you posted how have you found the campaign yeah, so I was trying to, um, uh, I was waiting for a moment to kind of uh, highlight the fact that I'm locked in here with my cats. And then I finally kind of got like a, a nice little kind of picture. Because weirdly, I mean, actually, do you know what? I, I, you know, we've been talking about loneliness or whatever. How great are pets right now? 
So um, I, I, so I wanted to kind of share that. And so mine was about what my situation is in the right now. But I think um, I tried I think to get I'm my gonna... sister's cat. <laughs> she wouldn't let me have her cat. Oh well, you know, I think I think I'm gonna start like I'm gonna try and do like a couple, like every couple of days, do a new one. And and I think I want to kind of start highlighting some of the great things, like my you know my two best mates. We have some amazing pictures, and we're all really touchy feeling when we're together. And so it will be a picture of people going, "Wait, why are they so close?" Actually, do you know what? I'm still really close to them. And uh, the fact that we're speaking on the phone every couple of days, I want to have like a picture that kind of maybe highlights that. that although we're not actually, that's obviously not happening now. But yeah, so there's a there's a few ideas for a few more because it can be you know can keep passing the badge over and over again and you know what even if it's like you were saying if it's humorous and it makes somebody laugh then you know that's that's a great thing too shall i talk about my controversial one yesterday <laughs> oh yeah was, yeah <laughs> which wasn't controversial so i've taken up um life drawing um and ch- using different mediums and um, i didn't i tried watercolors on monday and it wasn't working very well um, so I've been doing online life drawing classes, which is live streamed, um, and I was trying to find an appropriate picture to upload onto an online platform of, of life drawing. Um, it's a very interesting thing because you, you start looking at the human form in a very different way. Um, I'm, I'm not very good at it yet. I don't know. I don't like it. Like in that, I, I don't like to actually draw what's in front of me. I like to draw what I'm thinking about. <laughs> like as in, this is what well. I wish it looked like. This is what I wish it looked like, and um, you know, all the different colors and patterns and we're kind of expressionistic. So I was, you I was saying that was a hobby I was doing but my concentration wasn't good. You can't see it right now because obviously this is a, a video cast uh, but Nick literally laughed so hard that he knocked his uh, phone over <laughs> where he was recording from. Yeah I was just thinking of Lynn's pictures that she that she showed us and yeah as as she pointed out rightly there's um you can interpret them in many different ways. As, as is art. I thought it was really interesting because I wonder our volunteers, I was asking people if they tried something new, that's something I, I, I'd always been meaning to do and I, you know, the luxury of just saying actually I'll bring it to your your living room on a Monday night, I'm like, great, thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, someone was saying, a volunteer was saying she started like knitting hats for, um, uh, sort of for babies again. Okay. Um, so it's getting oh, people to lovely. be creative. But yeah, no, um, I shall scroll through and for photos and see see what other badges I can pass on because I, I think it is actually it's, it's really useful for me even just to do to think about um, and think about where my mental my mental health is at and um, yeah what what conversation starters can we all have can we um, use to it's not really it's not really about our mental health some of it some of it is but some of it also is about thinking well what photos do I have that might inspire others to say hey yeah that's going on for me too or a different way to engage. Now, I mean, you know, going back to Dawn's picture, I think that's a perfect example. That made everyone just kind of smile because it was such a nice, cheerful, fun thing. And I think that's really great. And like, I like the idea of posting something that's going to bring people a little bit of lightness, I suppose. And it's needed, isn't it? It's definitely needed right now. And I guess if people are looking for that, yes, yeah, as you said, you can find it under the hashtag pass the badge. Uh, a lot of it's on Twitter. There's a few on Instagram as well, or a few on Facebook. And then something else that I didn't mention is when you post in yours, just to try and 
if you're worried about someone else, you or you want to think someone else would enjoy being part of the conversation, just to tag them, and that's the idea of passing the the badge on. Which then I forgot to explain why it actually is called pass the badge and why that name makes any sort of sense. Um, but that's it. It's the idea is to pass it on and, and get someone involved in the conversation. And also, if you're looking for any other information for support for yourself, or anyone else, we've got a lot of signposting up on our website, um, seemescotland.org. In our news and blog section, there's a whole list of uh, sort of what we're doing right now, but also a whole load of other organisations, what they've got going on, really helpful, useful information for mental health and for a variety of other reasons right now um, with everything that's happened in the world. And also on our urgent help section, if you are needing urgent help and support, you need to talk to someone. Uh, there's some phone numbers and things on there of people like Samaritan's Breathing Space where you can find and get help and support as well if you are struggling and then uh, just final thing for me i suppose final message really is that if you are if, if you're in your home you know right now you're in with friends and family or you're connecting with friends and family and you're worried about someone or probably even if you're not right now with how things are reach out and ask someone are you okay and, and do really listen and show you care when it comes to that because i think it's needed now more than ever and, and if you are struggling as we said earlier, it's just okay to feel that way and to struggle, but it's really important to talk to someone about how you're feeling too. As well as, you know, having the Pass the Badge campaign uh, and signposting on our website, um, we are continuing to put out a new mail out um, every two weeks, which is going to be looking at different ways of staying connected. So that will include um, kind of what our volunteers are, are getting up to, what we're, we're kind of putting out as well, um, and different pieces of content um, that you can get involved um with uh, as well which will be good um, so yeah every two weeks you can sign up to that uh, on our website and we'll have lots of great stories of people uh, tackling stigma and having conversations thank you Dee and thank you everyone else bye, bye. bye.